What's up, folks, and welcome back to the Shitake Podcast. As always, I'm your main host, Shannon, and joining me this week is our co-host, Mamat. Mamat, say what's up to the people. Hey, yo. <laughs> <You're> so, <laughs> that is so simple this week. It throws me off. <laughs> what, what do you expect, so, man? So damn, because you're always doing something so damn off the wall that when you actually go simple with it, it fucks with my head. So, <laughs> anyways, this week we're going to be doing... Oh yes, you got God. me all messed up. Anyways, so this week we're doing a review for season two of Arifureta, from Commonplace oh, to World's Strongest. Mm-hmm. Also, we got a, we have the second first flash of this season. The and that is going to... Wait, is it the third one? Yes. Okay, the third one, because I can't count. Um, <laughs> we're doing... See, this is all because of your intro. Um, <laughs> we're, we're doing Showcase Shoujo No Virgin Road or The Executioner and Her Way of Life. Uh, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, we are going to be doing a special segment instead of the sp- uh, instead of doing a question of the week. We are going to be talking about the merger between Funimation and Crunchyroll. Unless you've been living under a rock or you don't watch anime, in which case while you're listening to this podcast, Funimation mm-hmm. and Crunchyroll, the two largest players in the anime streaming space, have merged. They've been Crunchyroll was purchased by Funimation, I believe it was last year or so. Um, and they have officially announced that they are going to be shuttering Funimation and sticking with Crunchyroll and moving everything over there. Um, I don't really want to talk about the merger itself. I want to talk about the effect that it has on the marketplace and what it has left us with as a secondary uh, streaming I, platform. I thought because, Sony bought Crunchyroll. Sony owns Funimation. No, no, uh-huh. Sony owns Fun- Sony owns Funimation. And then they bought Crunchyroll. Oh, I thought it is the other way. I thought Crunchyroll who bought the Funimation and Sony bought Crunchyroll. No, Funimation. No, Funimation is now the parent company. Ah, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, So, in in case you haven't noticed, I am a little perturbed right now because of the fact that I now have to deal with (laughs) the only secondary major player and I, I, that's a stretch calling them major <laughs> major all right. streaming service <laughs> specifically for anime is a company called high dive now i had never heard of this company before this merger uh let me tell you something they need to get their act together i was i, I you know i was like you know what let me sign up for their free trial they've got a show i need to watch um, for the review of this podcast, it happened to be the one we're doing for our first flash, and I couldn't find it anywhere else because they have the exclusive streaming rights to this show in the U.S. Oh, I downloaded their app. Sucks. I went to their. Oh yeah, it sucks big time. Like it was bad yeah. enough when it was Funimation and Crunchyroll, and I'm like, okay, now I have to have a subscription to two people to two of these damn things just so I can keep up with everything. <laughs> but that's that's not the problem. That's not the problem. The problem is I downloaded their app. And the first thing I noticed is I can't just stream, I I can't go to their app and sign up for an account. There's no way to do it. You have to go to their (laughs) website, sign up for an account, then log in on the app. Uh, Good design over there. Mm, Good design. Now, (laughs) <laughs> now, if that wasn't bad enough, I'm like, fine, whatever. 
um, I lay down, I pull up my phone, I pull up the app, and I start streaming, and I'm trying to get through one 28-minute episode. Yeah, um, just one episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just one episode. And in that one episode, playback failed. This is what their app says. Playback failed at least 20 times. So I'd be watching it. It would stop all of a sudden. i get playback failed there. Uh, error message. Or it would stop playing and say no connection. Or so I'd back out, go back to the 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 episode, not the episode menu, the uh, series menu, click on the episode again, go back in. And like at least seven times of those 20, it lost the subtitles. They just stopped. There were no subtitles to be found. Oh, it was just man. it was just audio. I would go to the I'd go to the settings on the thing, tap on it, be like, look for the subtitles. Like English subtitles is clicked. No subtitles. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's better on their website. So I go to the website, mm-hmm. start streaming through there. Why does their website have more functionality in their streaming in the streaming um, layout than the app does? So in the app, it's literally a tiny, tiny play button that I had to tap my screen like five or six times just to get it to register that I hit the damn play button. There's no <laughs> skip button. There's no reverse button. Nothing. Meanwhile, um, maybe website, you have a flat finger, man. Maybe you have a fat I have a fat finger, finger but it's not that fat. I have a fat <laughs> finger, it's not that fat. It's the fat finger, it should hit the first time. Because that means I'm covering more surface. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, the freaking website um, interface has a 10-second back, a 10-second forward, has mm-hmm. a volume control, has a mute button, has all the things you're used to seeing on an interface for a video streaming site. But none mm-hmm. of those are on the app, not on one. Uh, Who designed your interfaces? Who forgot to incorporate this in your interface? And then right, it's a high, high def the only one who who still around. Aren't there a, that I know of? That I know that is that is strictly an anime streaming platform. That mm-hmm. I saw it was just high dive at this point, and. I don't, I don't know how they're going to survive because, yes they, yes, they are the only other competitor at this point, but at the same time, when your interface is so bad and your streaming is so unreliable and such poor quality that no one's going to want to pay for this thing. Matter of fact, I, once we finish this podcast, I need to remember to go onto their website and cancel my subscription before they try to charge me my $5. Because I'm not paying for this free I'm on the free trial right now for 14 days, but I will forget. I'm, I'm like that. I need to make sure I do that today. Ah, uh, all right. <laughs> it's that bad. Like I, I, I'm normally like, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the full 14 days or at least a week to decide if I want to keep the service. No, today was it. I'm canceling it today. Today is the day. <laughs> today is the day. So there's not really much to say about this than for me to rag on high, <laughs> to rag on high dive. And I normally don't feel the need to rag on stuff, well, other than anime because that's the whole part of this podcast. Um. <laughs> but normally I don't complain about I don't complain about apps or anything. It's like it is what it is. No, this this is genuinely bad. If you're gonna be the main player or a main player in the anime streaming space and you're going to basically take up licenses so that we can't watch them elsewhere, fix your shit. Make yeah, it so I mean, that your services actually work. Yeah, this is going to be an issue because they keep the exclusivity to themselves. Exactly. So what else can we do? Yeah, right. 
Are they asking us to, to do the illegal illegal stuff over here? <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. we're not trying to, but y'all not giving us much choice. <laughs> Give us good streaming services, and we won't have this problem. I mean, aren't there a law that um I guess um that forbid this kind of thing, the, the monopoly of thing, I guess, the exclusivity. Of uh, it's not a monopoly. It's not a monopoly. Exclusivity means that no one else can do. Well, monopolies mean that no one else can do what you're doing. If a competitor does show up, you usually buy them out. Um, mm-hmm. That's not the case because and people okay. have issues with this with Crunchyroll and Funimation because because of the fact that Funimation is the larger player and they're buying the smaller company. Mm-hmm. But because it's just a streaming platform and there are other streaming platforms out there, they don't consider it to be a monopoly. So it fell mm-hmm. into a very weird gray area for U.S., at least for the U.S.'s antitrust laws. Um, and this is way beyond what should be, we should be talking about in an anime podcast. <laughs> yes. um, I mean, uh, it is still a legit question, though. I mean, not only you... Know, you that's a that legit question. It's just a little bit beyond... Wait, what? I mean, it is not only you that experience these kind of things, I guess. No, no, there's there's tons of people who have, who've got to be dealing with these same problems, but it's just a little bit weird for me to be discussing this on an anime podcast. Um, I have no legal background whatsoever. Um, I don't have a big background in business or anything like that. Um, I'm just an otaku who is annoyed as hell at the current circumstances of the anime streaming world. So it is what it is. But High Dive needs to get it together. If we're gonna, if they're gonna be a player in this game, and they want to take that market space from Crunchyroll or uh, what, do, what do people start calling it now? Um, uh, Crunchymation. <laughs> the thing is, what people have been calling it. Crunchymation. Oh, no. um, if you're gonna, if you're gonna take that space from Crunchymation, you gotta do better. You gotta do better. We we can't keep uh, the otaku's will not stand for this. I mean, yeah, I mean, they could have sounded their opinion, but I, I don't know. This committee are pretty toxic nowadays, so I cannot rely on them. Oh, much. yeah, we're pretty toxic. But if, if there's one thing that will unite them, if there's one thing that will unite them, it is uh, lackluster streaming and poor quality stuff that we have to pay for. Um, and enough money for that. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in the end, just use VPN, go elsewhere and watch it, I guess, if they serve that kind See, of content. Like, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, disclaimer, Funimation, uh, Funimation. <laughs> uh, Shiitake Podcast does not promote piracy at all. Uh, I, I don't know if using VPN is a piracy, though. Uh, that's the uh, that's the thing most people think of when they think yeah. about uh, VPNs. So. I mean... Look at the VPN like promotion in YouTube videos or something like that. They are promoting that use VPN to watch other shows in other countries or Netflix or something. Yeah, like but that. when most people think VPNs, they think of uh, torrenting and things like that. Uh, I mean, torrenting. I'm just, don't make, need I'm just making VPN. sure it's understood that that's not what we're talking about. If you don't want to get caught, you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we over here does not condoning any of illegal stuff over here. I mean, this is just an option. If you are so desperate, you do it at your own risk. 
get a VPN so you can watch shows in other countries, but don't use it to tour and other stuff. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Moving on to the main topics of this week's show. Um, uh, first use, thing we're going to be doing is the... The first flash, yeah. Use, yeah, uh, we're doing the first review flash. The so you, you broke yeah. my stride. I had this under control. <laughs> um, Just so we're going to start man. with the first flash. Uh, number three uh, for this season, which is The Executioner and Her Way of Life. Uh, quick synopsis from MyAnimeList.net. The, the lost ones are wanderers who come here from a distant world known as Japan. No one knows how or why they leave their homes. The only thing that is certain is that they bring disaster and calamity. The duty of exterminating them, exterminating them without remorse falls to Mino, a young executioner. When she meets Akari, it seems like just another job. Until she, she discovers it's impossible to kill this girl. When, uh, when Mino dis- begins to search for a way to defeat this immortality, Akari is more than happy to tag along. So begins a journey that will change Mino forever. That is the synopsis for uh, The Executioner and Her Way of Life from MyAnimeList.net. Um, that is a spoiler the qu- because we watched first episode only. <laughs> right. This is gonna be a, well, no, it's going to be a little bit of a spoiler for the first episode. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way this show really broke down, well, hold on, we gotta do scores first. What do you, what do you think the scores would be? I'm gonna give it a five. Okay, because okay. It, it, it's pretty weird, you know. It's pretty. I weird. agree with you. I agree with you. I'm gonna give it a. I'm giving it a four, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main reason I'm giving it a four is because it did a weird shift. Um, like for like the second half, it was weird. I mean, it, it is not um, like it, it, we haven't watched that before, right? I mean, we well, saw no, that no, no, in no, that's not the shift I'm talking about. That's not the shift I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's let's just get into it. What are we talk about that? Yeah. Um, so the way this show broke down, you had this group of uh, mages and stuff keep summoning people in their world, I guess, into their world. Right, so they were they basically would summon um, humans from Japan, and then basically your standard isekai stuff. They show up, and they have ridiculous OP powers. So instead of it just being a matter of well, they um, they're just naturally that strong. It's like no, something about bringing them from Japan, bringing people from here to there, makes it so that they're super strong. Um, and I don't the way know it shakes out, they are super strong or not. They have one. Well, well, we're going by the first episode. Power. We're going off the first episode, yeah. right? But we're yeah. going off of what we saw in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dude uh, shows up, and they basically throw him out because his power says no. And yeah. he, he immediately they summon another girl, and he basically gets tossed out. And Mino finds him, starts talking to him, trying to recruit him for a job, and blah 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 blah. Takes him to this church. And yeah. she finds out what his power is and helps him mm-hmm. activate it. And apparently it's called, apparently it's like absolute null. So basically he can nullify anything that exists. So basically yep. imagine a black hole that just destroys anything that he points it at. Like yep. it was there, now it's gone. So once she sees his power activate and he's, he's kind of talking almost like a little bit like a villain, 
Like yep. he's a little suspect, and then she hesitates not a second. Next thing you know, she's spinning around with a dagger in her hand, stands, stabs this fool dead in his temple, like <laughs> full blade in his head. Yep, pretty graphic. And this is where the sh- this is where we find out what the show is. So apparently, yeah. it's happened quite often. It's forbidden for them to summon humans from our world to theirs because they bring calamity. These powers that we get, they almost always go out of control and end up killing a ton of people. So basically, they just start murking anybody that comes over there. Yeah. So we see that, like, Mino's backstory where she, her whole village was wiped out by one of them. And now she's like, um, uh, what, is she, what does she call herself? Uh, she calls herself a priestess? Yeah, priestess that are yeah, strong. Yeah, what did you say? I'm just, I'm strong just, and yeah. righteous. Ah, uh, yeah, and righteous. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so you see that this is going to be a very different show. And I'm like, cool, I'm for it. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is interesting. Okay, okay. And all of a sudden, this other girl who's, I guess, is like her apprentice or one, yeah. her, one of the other students that, of Go her high. master. Yeah, and it immediately turns into like a pervy comedy. And that yeah, transition is so unnatural. Yeah, it doesn't suit the the theme of the show at all. It, it didn't suit the scene, or at least not. It didn't suit the show, or at least that scene. It should not have mm-hmm. immediately followed her murking this dude, and I was, mm-hmm. I was hearing her tragic backstory. Like, I get you want to break up that tension, but you went from zero to sixty on the pervy comedy scale, and it just throws you out of the show entirely. And yes. then immediately following that. So you t- so we're going down the freeway doing 100. You hit a hard 90-degree right turn. We managed to recover. Mm-hmm. And now we're in comedy etchy land. You immediately make another hard right turn and doing 90 miles an hour again. And we're yep. back into the murder scene. Yep. Because we then see her murk five soldiers just slitting throats and and the like. Yeah. And it's like... What what are you trying to be? Where are you trying to be at? So we at least know what this story is going to be. And then we get to the end of the episode and she meets the other girl who's just a prisoner inside of the castle. And that's where they end it. Yeah. And so, from the synopsis, I guess, um, the girl is immortal, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm guessing her power is. I'm guessing she's immortal. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess we'll find that out and see in episode two. But I don't I don't know this one. This one is not rated. I'm not rated high up there for me. Um, I might try to do my normal three episode rule, but they're going to have to do some major work to get me on board for this series. Because those those jarring cuts from like blood and seriousness to comedy and etchy, they're kind of hard to swallow in this. I I have an idea why they are doing that kind of things, the comedy etchy thingy. I think that they want us to think that she wants to be a normal girl, as normal as she could, I guess, by showing well, those kind of uh, scene. Well, yeah, like they, they've already shown that with her, with showing the school thing all the time, where she's mm-hmm. having the dream about the school. It's like, okay, I dig it. You yeah. want to be normal, mm-hmm. but that's fine. I, I understand. But why does that ha- what does that have to do with the edginess that you're, that you're putting in here? Yeah, I guess the placement of the comedy scene is not right. 
probably. I mean, the scene itself is okay. Normal, typical, I guess, um, teenager stuff, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the the edgy itself isn't too, isn't like super raunchy or anything. It's not extreme. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's in such an odd place in the story Mm -hmm. that it just feels completely unnatural. Like normally, Mm -hmm. like watching an action anime, like you, you, there are times when you'll see a character come up and then two girls, like one will just start fondling the other. We've we've seen that a thousand times. We know what to expect from it. It's not that weird. It's not that out of the ordinary. This show, but the timing is, yeah. The timing is just the timing is right. weird. The timing is off. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think? Um, are you gonna finish this season? I don't know if I want to finish this season. I mean, let's talk about the uh, power system a little bit. <laughs> we don't know enough about the power. system. We don't know what the power system is yet. All we know is that most people are like it is oh, not like like a normal have... magic or something like that, right? Because no, no, they have like a deep it's so weird. Like it's so weird at this point because they have books which could be like Grimmies from Black Clover, but not everyone has them or uses them. And apparently, yeah. she's super quick with it for some reason. And mm-hmm. there's there's not enough explained about the magic system in the first episode. But I also don't expect them to usually do that to like episode three. Mm-hmm. So the magic system is very confusing for a first episode. So it, there's not a lot to discuss. Yeah, even the effect of magic and stuff, I just, my brain cannot process all of it in this one episode, I guess. So maybe I will go with your route over there, give it like three episodes and see how it goes. And yeah, but for now... Yeah, it's definitely not, it's definitely not in the top running for uh, Final Flash for this season. Hmm. I mean, it could, it could be good. But we don't know that yet, based on this first yeah. episode. But yeah, we shall see, but I guess. Final Flash, Final Flash is always based off the first episode alone. So. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And with this kind of, with this kind of, uh, this kind of uh, performance. Uh, <laughs> performance. The last, uh-huh, two shows, yes. the last two shows are, are, are way ahead of this one. Yeah, quite a bit, I guess. Well, no, not so, as that yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Watching life. Um, yeah. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that's it. That is our first flash for this week. So right. let's move on. All right, folks. So we're going to go ahead and go into the main topic of this week. We are doing season two of Ari Tureta. Uh, Hi. So, let's go. Hype train. <laughs> All right. So basically, the no, no, it actually isn't updated synopsis. That's surprising. All right. So this synopsis for season two is going to come once again from myenemylist.net. Transported to another world and left behind by his former friends, Hajime had to make his rise from literal rock bottom. It was in the labyrinth where he, where he strengthened his weak magic and find several beautiful allies. Now, after saving his classmates, he ventures to Edison to escort me you and her mother uh he'll fight and defeat anyone he has to in order to find a way to find a way home including a god that's the synopsis from itemlist.net this one is a little misleading um, um that god uh, bit, well no, yeah, no, it's not, god no, bit. no it's just that god bit that god bit doesn't really make sense because there's no god in the season 
Um, not yet. There's but we, not yet. There we, are. We encountered the apostle, I guess. Right. We we encountered two apostles of, of God, but we didn't fight a god in this season. Uh, but before yeah. we dive into that, let's go ahead and hit scores and slogans. Oh man, easy eight for me, and my slogan is: You better prepare because I have prepared something harder. Thicker and heavier for you. <laughs> All right, I can tell you now. You're probably taking. You're probably taking it for this week, man. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, what's your score? Oh you're gonna give a score of about an eight. Um, my honestly, so I'm actually going at the opposite end this time. My score is actually gonna be a five. Um, wow. And wow. yeah, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain because you know me. Oh, I love no. the first season of this. I love mm. the first season. Of Mm. Um, but my slogan is going to be from, from uh, it's from world's strongest to commonplace. Uh, yes, I can see that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of you can already kind of see what I'm where I'm going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for those of you, so if you if you're watching this, and I kind of expected you'd already have seen season one for Arikadeka, um, we're yeah. going to talk about it a little bit, and I want to. Fall on too much of that because we've already played, we already did an episode on that. Um, yeah, but the the way the first season went, it was so good. It was op done right. The character mm-hmm. was completely like he starts off as a nobody, um, gets basically betrayed by one of his classmates because he's in love with the girl who's really nice to him. Um, yeah. Dropped into the bottom of a labyrinth, he has to eat a demon wolf to survive. Basically transforming him, and then he works his way up. Um, to basically a almost god level, um, yeah. by going through this world, leveling up, and learning god age magic. So, the first season has him accruing his little harem. Um, he has, uh, I really need to bring up a character list for this. Um, <laughs> he's got Yue, um, Kaori, Shia, Shia, Tio, Niu, and um. Uh, that's it yeah so he's got his his four girls and his little uh his daughter quote unquote not he keeps I calling guess, him yeah. Papa. um Papa. It, and it's wholesome <laughs> don't get dirty with it um, I, I am uh, yeah <laughs> yeah no it's wholesome this is the only wholesome thing in this show you will not defile um, <laughs> And so, and all of all of his encounters with these girls are always—it's either him being a genuinely good dude, even though he puts on this tough, like I will watch the world burn exterior. He still has his kind heart. Um, like Miu, he saves from a slave auction. Um, mm. uh, let's see, Yue—he say he saved from that first dungeon, and they basically are bonded together. Um, which they yeah, did yeah, talk pretty a much about a couple this, right now. Uh, Shia, he saved it. her life and trained her up. Tio is a little different. Yep. Tio was a dragonborn. Mm-hmm. And he thought she was a dragon at first. And he, basically, he was planning to kill her, but couldn't get through her scales. So he took a pile bunker, which is a long, <laughs> thick metal rod, pointing <laughs> in, and figured, well, I need to get to the squishy bits, and I can't go through the scales. So I'll go through a soft opening. So he stuck it up her butt. <laughs> and what he did, she starts screaming out 
in a weird, odd mixture of pain and pleasure, um, asking him to remove it because he is violating her in a way she never dreamed possible. <laughs> and it is a very hilarious scene. If you've not watched the first season of the show, go watch it. I'm not doing yeah. it justice, and you need to see this for yourself. Um, <laughs> but ever since then, she, she basically joined his band of, of his harem, and is it's just been kind of there up to this point. She's, she basically is kind of like Darkness, where she's a bit of a masochist. Um, yeah, she's this a masochist. Season, in this season, yeah. And in, in this season, we actually get to see the, the other characters shine. Oh, and we forgot about Cowie, who's his, uh, his old crush slash Less. high school friend. And yeah. in this season, we, we actually see him address the whole um, pecking order as far as harem goes. You is at yep. the top of his, uh, is, is his number one. That's his ride or die. Um, mm-hmm. And Cody then Shia. Like a close, and, well, no, not even then Shia. I mean, Shia knows her He compared, Shia, compared Shia to Kaori, I guess. He did compare Shia to Kaori, but that's because Kaori, um, he had to lay down the law with Kaori. Because when mm-hmm. she would constantly compete with you, there's a lot of competition in this season um, yep. for his affection. And mm-hmm. he had to tell Cowdy, and uh, the rest of it got split up, and he's with Cowdy, and he's like, listen, it doesn't matter what happens, you is my number one. No yep. one will replace her. And you need to he's be okay pretty, with pretty that. He's pretty honest about that. He's pretty clear about that. And I, I love it. He's, I love he's it. very clear and very brutal with that. And he's like, mm-hmm. you need to be okay with that, or you need to leave. Mm-hmm. And because you because you're just hurting yourself and you're deluding yourself if you think otherwise. Mm-hmm. So we see that order get established. So it basically now goes you, County, Shia, Tio. And oddly enough, me use Mama. <laughs> who is basically like basically started calling him Papa, um, which is a whole nother weird scene. Um oh, yes. so we see we see the yeah, that was that was such a weird team, but we'll come, we'll come back to that. So we, mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time in this season establishing the relationships and the order and that whole thing, and that took a lot of time and it put us in a very weird place. So like we went into this whole thing where they're doing this by splitting the team up and just putting uh, Hajime with Kaori in this uh, labyrinth where it's a flashback, physical hallucination kind of thing. I think the Labyrinth is trying to um, test their mental state, I guess, at this point. Yeah, but it's it's such a weird way to do that. And then at the same time, show us the backstory of the god of age, like the god's age, like the, what mm-hmm. do they call them, the liberators, to show them yeah, the, the, the age of the liberators. And it, it was such a, it was, it was boring. The way uh, they mean, did it was boring because they intertwined it. They spent, if they hadn't intertwined it, with the relationship aspect from Kaori and Hajime and put more action into it, it could have been better. But the way they I did it... It's pretty brilliant, though. I think it's pretty brilliant. It's interesting. It's interesting. Right, right it's at the boring. end, they used that kind of bond or relationship when the, some kind of a demon or soul um, possesses Kaori and use it against right. them, right? So I think right. it's a and part of, of like, that labyrinth. It could have been... I think the problem was is when they're going from when they're spending so much time focusing on the relationship and then immediately mm-hmm. follow that with political speak, 
and then a little bit of a little bit of action and then back into a relationship and political speech. It makes it boring. There's not enough of a breakup there. I think uh, if they I took the time. I think it's pretty these, brilliant though how they use that kind of a scene and put it well, in no, no, there. That in one scene, yeah. that one scene was good. The scene where she got possessed was good. Mm-hmm. Because the 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 basically the final boss of this dungeon possesses Kaori and basically tells Hajime that he can't do anything to her because he won't kill her. And he's yeah. like, well, either you're going to leave her body or I'm going to I'm going to make you go through excruciating pain because the demon let the or the possessor let it known that if he that Hajime wouldn't die as long as she was within her. Yeah. And he's like, cool. So he just kept yeah. shooting her and it's like, I'll just keep putting bullets in you until you give up. And basically got her to cave and leave Cowdery's body, which I thought yeah. that whole thing was interesting. I thought the part where they played that relationship aspect and the emotional connection for weakness, I thought that was good. But the mm-hmm. rest of that labyrinth, to me, is what was boring. That one, The end part was good. That had my full attention. But the mm-hmm. rest of it, it was was a struggle to watch and pay attention to and get into. Um, it just, for something me, about for the way me, they did it just didn't line up for me. Yeah, maybe for you it's kind of boring, but for me, it's kind of like a storytelling of what happened before. Maybe the, um, all of this, the, the races of, of this species are once united, but because of this one, probably a god apostle or something like that, Ruin it for them all. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's a part of the storytelling of the world, what's going on before that, because this is not the first time that they have summoned the other worlders over here and do like a a game of some sort, I guess, in here, I guess. Right. From the dialogue alone. And that's my thing, though. Like, that part on its own could have been interesting. But Mm -hmm. when you have got, when you spend so much time on the relationship between Kaori, and Hajime, and then transition into that part of the story, it's yeah. it's kind of like it's piling on um, story building, story building, story building, story building. There's no breakup um, from that. Meanwhile, at the end of it, we get the action scene that we needed in the middle of that. If there'd been some kind of break between relationship building, story building, relationship building, story building, you needed some kind of breakup. Normally you do it with comedy or you do it with action. You have something in between to split that up so it's not so static. And they just didn't have that in this in this uh, particular labyrinth. Yeah, um, they so don't have the, the comedy part of, part of it. Uh, they have the um, serious part, the somewhat right. of even, an action part action to break it up. Was there. But even yeah. the action wasn't really action because they're just passive bystanders. They're just learning. Um, so it wasn't quite, it didn't quite do it for me. Um, but then we get into them leaving that. So then they leave and they have to leave, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mew behind. Um, yeah. and she's a big girl. And that was one of the most adorable scenes was her being like, you have to leave. Well, then I'll wish you good luck. And like her being a big girl and actually like, like if they didn't, do I mean, whole, she, like, she's right, about to right. cry though. But she's holding she was, it. But she was, but she she held it in like a like like a champ, and mm. that was that was that was very that was an adorable scene. Um, yeah. And then you had Mew's mom being like, "Yeah, you can come back and visit whenever you want, Daddy." I oh, know she didn't call him that. She called him Papa. Yeah. 
So Mew's dad, Mew's mom over here throwing her hat in the ring. Um, Bro, I don't mind. In- she has a heart veil. No, no, no. That <laughs> is what a- it is. That is what it is. Um, <laughs> and then the, something that I like, we actually see Hajime struggle in this season, really. Um, mm-hmm. But what I don't like about the season, um, that kind of got stale. And this is another reason that I had to score it. So I scored it as low as I did. The action got stale because um, in the first season we see him coming up with all these new weapons and nothing like the battles are never the same twice. Literally yep. this season it was all bang 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 oh, yeah. bang bang bang. Every fight was just him firing his sick firing his guns repeatedly repeatedly repeatedly. There was no jumping around. There was no like. There was there was no new in like amazing strategy that he came up with and there wasn't a lot of that in this season like we saw him come up with that new shield which was okay um and then the only time we really saw him like amp it up to another level was when he fought the apostle the angel apostle yeah and even i mean then, even that is far- not that great yeah no it was still bang 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 mm-hmm. and then he came up oh I have I have this magic I can use to create portals, mm-hmm. and I noticed her blade is chipped, so he just started shooting at it again until it broke, and then he yeah. bum rushed her and then hit her with the pile bunker at point blank range. There was yeah. like that was the most interesting fight of the season, and I enjoyed the ending of it, but the rest yeah. of the fight was so, the rest of the fights were so predictable and boring. Like it's like. It's always a gun. Everything's a gun. Even the bunny got a gun this season. <laughs> she uses a hammer. And what did he do? He made it so the hammer could shoot from the tip. I mean, to be fair, she's a um, CQC, I guess. Um, fighter, I guess. A what? So, close combat. Oh, a close, uh, quarter, a close quarter combat. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. a close combat. She's a close quarters combat fighter, of course. But why would you give her a long-range gun on the end of her hammer? Like, you could have done anything else to make her more effective. And it's not like they didn't get power boosted. Uh, Yue and um, uh, Shia Shia. both got power boosted this season. Like, they they were tanking this season. Like, they were coming out the gate, like, taking on people that he had trouble with. And just murk mm. them, no problem. So it's not like I mean, maybe that is the focus of this season, though, to give the other characters a highlight, probably. Which maybe is that fine. is the reason like, why the it. the fight of um, Hajime is very stale. Right, I'm all for it, but don't make, don't keep the fight scenes with Hajime that stale, just to mm. give the girls a chance to shine, because it didn't yeah. really do anything for it. It just made it seem boring because the girls still weren't fighting that much. They had one, one each, I guess, teams. pretty much. Two fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, because you and Shia fought in the volcano. Then they fought. Yeah, I mean that the, is the team uh, fight. They fought, but the for individual, individual fight, they have one, I guess. Yeah. That, right? Well, no, that was the second fight. That was mm-hmm. the second fight after when they got to the church when they went after the demon, the demon apostle, and mm-hmm. one of his homeboys. Um, They that is where we of... saw them really shine, in my opinion. Though. Yeah, in, that's where we get, the... got to see him shine. And it was yeah. cool. I enjoyed that. But, it is. Mm-hmm. but that was it. 
<laughs> and then we got to see Tio shine plenty of t- we got to see Tio shine in her dragon form, which was awesome. Um, mm, and then we saw Cowdy get stabbed in the chest. Wow. So, bro. Mm-hmm. That, so that so that that's pretty much why I gave this uh, why I gave such a low score. But let let's get to let's get to like some of the rest of the story and some of the good bits from this scene. Um, I mean, it, it is not like Hajime doesn't shine as well. I mean, look at what. Uh, happen when he becomes angry, I guess. He becomes more savage Ooh. when he's using the 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 laser thingy, I guess. Not laser. Well, we but see, yeah, we see him like, come up like, with that new laser, but it's like, where was that in all the other fights? When he was getting yes, I, I mean, in other fight, maybe it is not taking her. He's off. Like when no, he see, did that, with Calvary, I guess. That's the problem. He's like, you he wasn't mad enough to use it. Come on now. He was about to get yeah. murked by that demon in the lava cave. And you're like, I'm not mad. I'm not gonna use this giant laser cannon that I have hidden away in the sky. I mean no. he is pretty much on par, even even though he's um protecting or shielding or um Aoi sensei? I don't remember. Um I <laughs> I yeah, Iko sensei, yeah. Uh, I can, Even yeah. though he's protecting or shielding um his teacher right there, he's pretty much on par. Yeah, but that, yeah, on yeah, but that was at that was against the angel apostle when he was fighting the demon. He basically almost died. I mean, it was a surprise attack. Right, he doesn't, and that would um, seem like uh, the time. Okay, I'm already weakened. I should probably mm-hmm. pull the ace out of my sleeve. But I no. don't think that he he needed to. Because no, he needed to. Maybe Hajime is confident enough. Yeah, I don't know. No, he, no, he's not that confident. He was, he was a step from death door, and he knew it. They, and they, that scene, though, what that I would like no, to see is that, that yeah, go they on. specifically used that to give Tio her chance to shine at the uh, to the detriment of the overall story and the and the continuity. Yes, yes, I, the continuity I see that. suffers. Because they wanted to make Tio shine in her dragon form, which I'm mm-hmm. all for, but not for mm-hmm. the sake of continuity or what makes sense in the story. Yeah. I mean, even but after I, I, he I, got attacked, but he managed to um, injure the demon enough, I guess. Uh, yeah, he did. And he took where the demon had to retreat. And mm-hmm. the story continued. So, yeah. but I'm not saying, like I said, I'm, it's not all bad, it's not a horrible season. It just yeah. suffers from what I from what we call I don't know if you guys have that over there, but we call it, what we call it here we call it the sophomore slump. Um, and essentially it means that the second of th- the second of something is never as good as the first. So like if you have yes, um, usually singer, the first album is always amazing. The second album is never quite as good. Um, a movie, mm. the first movie is amazing. The second movie kind of almost tanks. Um, yeah. That's what we call the sophomore slump here. This suffered from the sophomore slump. Yep. But like I said, let's, but, let's get to the good parts of the story. Let's get to mm-hmm. the good parts of the story. Um, actually, hold on. One more thing. One, one more. One more. One more. Okay. One more. Let's go. <laughs> one more. The whole, <laughs> the whole mission from the desert village was pointless. Um, it was I mean, just it a was reason supposed... to set up for the lava cave. Did we it ever even see him to... complete that mission? Yes, that is one weird part that they never finished that one. Right. We have like a that's time why I said it's pointless. Sort. That's why yeah. I said it was pointless. 
So remember last week I talked about a MacGuffin? Mm-hmm. This is a MacGuffin. It's the whole hundo. point, the whole reason for the the whole village, the whole sand village, was just to send him to the lava cave. That was it. Because I mean, as soon as he's he going to, to go cave, there. It wasn't important. I mean, he's going to go there. They right, are he heading go there. Anyway, but they needed they needed yeah. a reason for him to go. It's like, oh, if you go here, you can get this, you can get the this whatever stone, and yeah, you can cure everybody, stone. and then you completely ignore it after they go to the lava cave. Yep. It it leads to nowhere. Them. They have the setup ready, but it leads to nowhere. They never right. accomplish the thing. Maybe um Theo brought some of the stone there, and we didn't no, never Theo see escaped it. From the and... cave. She had to escape from the lava flow. Yeah. And I mean, straight the story is from from the cave. Maybe we don't know that they have the like virtual we storage don't know or something. Sort of we not, don't but know the that. fact that there wasn't even a communic, there wasn't a line of dialogue that resolved yeah. it. They could yeah, easily say, "Oh, happen, we went I back guess. to the cave to look for you, and mm-hmm. when we didn't find you, we took the stone and brought it back to the village, and they gave us a boat in exchange." Mm-hmm. Literally, dialogue could have fix the problem and they didn't bother with it so yeah my last like, my uh, last nitpick like my last nitpick. Mm-hmm. um but let's talk about some of the good parts of the of the of this season's story um <laughs> i love the fact that we're finally getting to more we're getting to know the backstory of the world god like why everything's going the way it is with the mm-hmm. whole like god's plan thing um and I love the the conflict. And finally, like there's actual consequences um, for the students this time. Like we see the crazy chick with the glasses, mm-hmm. who's a necromancer. We see of the course, why? Finally... Why always they always do this kind of design <laughs> with its crazy chick, and well, they know, always have know... use necromancer. Why? Why? Well, well no, you, you know who she reminded me of, right? She reminded yes. me of the salamander girl from Black Clover. Yeah, Sally from Black Clover. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Sally. That is pretty she's much the spitting image of she's her. She's the crazy right one with the like the gooey salamander that wants to experiment on Asta. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that is why I wonder <laughs> why. Why always this kind of chick? The spitting image of, of them too. <laughs> it, well, it was dead on, for real. Yeah. Um, but I like, I like, it finally gave us a point of true conflict for something else for us to latch on to because even that, though the like, reasoning like, behind it is, is is stupid but still conflict is a conflict i guess oh yeah i mean you gotta have you gotta have your uh your sundere in there mm-hmm. that's sundere right uh, yeah, not sundere. sundere they are not sundere yeah yandere i guess yandere that is the right way don't question my attacking this right now. I don't want to hear nobody saying <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's yonder. Your le- your otaku level just we've dropped down, about, man. We've talked about our data types before, dude. Like we have literally talked about our data types on this on this podcast before. Um and yandere and sundere are not in my repertoire. Okay. I want nothing to do with a yandere or a sundere. Um that's not my people's. <laughs> That's not my people. <laughs> not my people's. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the reasoning behind the conflict itself is pretty stupid. I don't know if it is because if they have been brainwashed by the demon or not. No, they're, they're, just, they're just evil. They're just evil because of love? Because they don't get what well, they no, want? She's, she's just evil. Like, she's literally, she's psychotic. That kind of, like, I want you even if you're dead... Is pure. Did she say that she's really in love with that hero, Koki? She just wanted yeah, him. Said, but yeah, saying? but she said she literally said, "I will kill you, and I'll just have you say the words that I want you to say." She doesn't care if he's alive or dead. She just wants him. That's crazy. That's psycho. She's a she's that psychotic. Is that is Yandere. That is I'm not arguing with you. Yeah. That is Yandere. I just needed to yeah. get the right word. <laughs> That is straight up Yandere, no question. Um, and also, Hiyama, the, the guy who, I guess, the guy who um, pretty much behind Hajime's becoming like that, I guess, he let him um, free once. And he did it again, I guess. Right, and he around. did it again. Oh, man. And you know, that fool's crazy. That fool is basically the male equivalent of a Yandere for freaking Cowdy. Um, because as he friggin' literally, as she's about to like, he kills her. As she's about to save herself, he takes him, he takes the sword and shoves it back in. It's hard to swallow, like, man. That is pretty brutal, too. Yeah, that that was brutal. Like, and then mm. my only issue with that part of with that whole thing, that whole scene, was the fact that Hajime didn't just put him down like a dog in the dirt. No, oh, he's like, man. no, I'm gonna make you suffer. He just he kicks him out of the arena into the thousand demons and lets mm-hmm. them tear him tear him to shreds, which we don't see, which means he's probably gonna come back. And the dialogue goes, yeah, we'll see if you can survive. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see him put a I wanted to see him put a bullet in that fool's forehead. Like stop playing. <laughs> Stop making the same mistake over and over again. Put him down like a dog in the dirt. Call it a day. No, I don't want to see that. That is an easy death for him. I want him I to suffer care. at least. Okay, so sure. Right, so you do it old. You do it old school mob style. You shoot him yes, once in each course. kneecap. You shoot him once in each mm. elbow, and then break, you shoot him in the foot. Like you break you all the bones in, in her it. in his body. Then that yes, type of thing. There are ways to yeah. do it. That don't involve you leaving the risk of him coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> but Bro. but it, I, I'm pretty satisfied with, it, with, uh, with the ending of, of that guy, I guess. <laughs> huh? I am pretty satisfied with, with that ending, though. With that conclusion. Well, with him getting kicked into the, the field of demons? Yeah, I'm pretty okay with that. No, yeah, I want to see him suffer. I want to see him suffer more, but that is okay, I guess. Not not like the instant death that he wasn't supposed to deserve, I guess. But still. <laughs> yeah, um and also th- there's another time skip too, I guess. At first I thought that they just go on to the labyrinth and just discarded Mew and um, her family. But they they're coming back to that, right? <laughs> at least. What do you mean? I mean, at first they they stayed at, at Mew's place, and the other episode that we pretty much seeing them at the labyrinth, I guess. 
they never tell that um I'm going to the labyrinth tomorrow or something like that. There's never a dialogue like that at all. Yeah, they to do. continue from there. No, no they, right? had, they had dialogue saying they were going to the labyrinth. In Muse place? Yes. They did? Yeah. Are you sure? They literally yeah, they literally so the way the the way it goes is you they met up on the they boat. They delivered Mew. They went to, to, to the they mom. delivered Mew. They stayed at mm. the house with Mew's mom. They went, mm. went to the labyrinth. Then they came back to Mew. And yeah, that's I mean, when Mew said goodbye and they left. There was dialogue that they were going to the labyrinth because they were talking to Mew's mom about it. Did he? I must have missed that, I guess. Because at first I thought, oh, they did never say a thing that they are going to the labyrinth as soon as possible, I guess, right after sending Mew there at, at the home. But yeah. I mean, the, the time skip in here is a little bit weird. Maybe this this show is supposed oh. to have like more okay, episodes on, on, in on, there. Hey, Max. So we yeah. are wrong. Crazy Chick is not a Yandere. Apparently, there is a different now. There is a, a Dere that I did not know about that is more that describes her perfectly. So apparently there's one called a, sa, a Sado Dere. Sado Dere. Um, the Sado Dere enjoys toying with the feelings of her targeted loved ones and takes pleasure from manipulating their feelings and humiliating them. They're often violent and cruel to others while lacking the empathy to connect. Possibly their greatest pleasure is their choice to willingly inflict pain towards their loved one in contrast to the Yandere who does it as a form of protection. A character who enjoys tormenting or humiliating themselves is a Maso Dere and their masochists to complement the Sado Dere quite well. Characters who demonstrate both characteristics are called Sado Maso Dere. So she's a, she's a Sado Dere. Uh... <laughs> Apparently there's a, a whole, there's a whole in there's a subcategory of, of that, I guess. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like 13 Dere's in here. So Yeah, back then there's only like four? There used to be like five, five Dere's and that was it. <laughs> but now Nine, th- there's a two, lot of them? There's a lot of them. Like some of them, I recognize the classics. Like there's Dere Dere, Sundere, Yandere. Yeah, Dere Dere um, usual. Sundere is okay. Yandere, and Yandere is, mm, and Kudere. And, 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 there's Kudere, the, the silent one, I guess. And also yeah, Dere. Kudere, like Reya Yanami. Um, Dandere. Mm. Um, uh, and Dandere, yeah. It's the five. Socials. That's the only five. Yandere, yeah, those are the original five. Now there's like very, there's like very <laughs> where the Dere is just that, get out of <laughs> That's a dairy for everyone. Maybe we should um, do a quiz to see what kind of dairy are we. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm sure the, I could find one. <laughs> maybe there's a quiz for that. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure I could find it. Um, all right, back back to the story. Um, so, <laughs> with the, I'm interested to see where they're going to go now that they have the whole crew together. Um, Although the hero gets on my nerves because he's all pissy that he's not the center of attention. Um, but they Which finally one? got the whole crew together. The uh, the hero. Oh, okay. The one with the gold armor. They me. don't need to follow them to, to the labyrinth. Why? And also, no, the magic is only applicable to one, right? Per no, anyone who, anyone who passes, no, anyone who passes the labyrinth gets the magic. So that means everyone in their party? No, no, no. Everyone who everyone who is 
who is who is physically present in the labyrinth gains the magic. So it doesn't matter if you have like a group of thirty, all thirty of you will get that magic. Um, right. right. That makes sense, I guess. I thought um uh only one percent per party will get the magic, I guess. Because we don't see um any of them uses um God's ish magic, I guess. Yeah, we do. We've seen, um, them use, we've seen them use space magic. We've seen them use spatial magic. Um, that is, the problem is I um, can't remember y- half y- the magics that we've y- seen them learn. UA is the only one who used that magic, right? Not everyone. No, the bunny girl did too. I thought the, the um, Shia doesn't know how to use magic. That is why she fight like that. There's, At least there's she, a lot of research we got to do. Yeah. If not, they are all become OP character at this point. But are, well, yeah, that's why they're so friggin' strong. They are strong, but they're supposed to be OP like Hajime too, right? If they okay, learn so, the, the same magic as Hajime. All right, so the types of ancient magic and the users, okay? So creation mm-hmm. magic, um, yeah, Oscar, Hajime. Orcus, uh, Hajime, and you. Gravity magic. You, Shia, and Kosuke. Kosuke Endo. Which one that is? Mm. Um, uh, spatial magic, uh, Hajime, you, and Shia. Mm. Restoration magic, you, Shia, Tio, and Kaori. Uh, uh, spirit magic, you, Shia, Tio, Kaori, and Aiko. There's more Even here, but I... we haven't gotten to those yet. Yeah, because Aiko was at the, was at the church during the spatial magic the temple. Although technically she shouldn't, oh no, I guess supposedly she could get in because um, Hajime was there and he'd done the prerequisite. Yeah, I guess. But when 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 Hajime was there, she's only with what? With with Aiko only, right? Um, Aiko and Tio was there. I don't remember Shia being there. Yeah, Shia and you you were is uh, fighting outside. No, but they did go back when they picked up um, Kaori. Yeah, they just go there. Right, yeah. but after they and, transfer and try her to, body, they try to heal, to the temple. Try to heal Kaori, I guess, yeah. Yeah, but they could have gone to the temple afterwards because they had time to heal her, fix her body, and then transfer her soul to a different body. Yeah. So once they healed her, they could have said, okay, let's go do this temple real quick, and then went and finished it up. So it's completely possible, but that's why you also don't see, um, you don't see, wait, here's Hajime, you, Shia, Tio, and Kobe. All five of them have the restoration. Um, but that's why you don't see them all having spatial magic. Because when they did the spatial magic, Tio had already left. So it's only Hajime, you, and Shia. Mm-hmm. And then gravity magic is only you, Hajime, and who's Kosuke, who's Kosuke Endo? I feel like I should know that name. Maybe the hero, I guess. No, Maybe that's Koki. That's Koke. That's Koki, right? So yeah. who's Kosuke? Who's Kosuke? Kosuke? <laughs> Who is Kosuke? I'm gonna laugh if that's the fish. No, that's Riemann. Yeah, his name don't even show up on that one. All right, so back to the Wikipedia. Kosuke and the. I don't want to look at your ad, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the ninja dude. Ninja? 
Yeah, so when you think back to the Coliseum thing, he was the one that broke free, that threw the, the dagger and the, the, the scythe sword um, to his classmates. Yeah, I don't remember. I'll, I'll, take, I'll send you a picture in the chat. Um, but yeah, so somehow he gets that magic. But mind you, the Wikipedia might be referencing the manga because apparently they're going to be visiting some of the old um, labyrinths again. Yeah, I mean, they, they pretty much want everyone have the same... Uh, no, they want them all to have magic. some form of god magic. Yeah, probably, I guess. But I don't know. Because um, maybe they will go them by themselves. Go there by themselves, probably, after no, this. No, I believe they're all doing a team thing. I don't think that Hajime will stick get... around. I don't think that Hajime will stick around after the, the, the first labyrinth. Well, we'll see, that's because that's what that whole discussion at the breakfast table was about. Because Hajime still needs to complete another two, I guess. Another He's two got labyrinth. two more, but those are on the way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And right, well, let's move on. All right. Let's move on. So, who is that dude that pretty much um, saved them in the uh, underwater uh, labyrinth? Oh, Lee, that was the fish. Lee. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe he met him. I don't remember him at all. I remember him, but I don't remember why he was there. I think he was there when they met. Um, they met him in a different labyrinth. Um, he was either there or it's when he met me. I don't remember him at all, but he's pretty strong, right? <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> what? Pretty weird fish, dude. <laughs> Pretty strong, pretty much all, pretty much up to par with Hajime at least. He's not as strong as Hajime. No, no, he's not as strong as Hajime. But in that situation, though, yeah. <laughs> when Hajime try try to, I guess, fight fight the slime slimy thingy, to make well, an yeah, explosion he won against underwater. That one yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. One but, circumstance. I don't remember at all about this dude. Who is this dude? And where did he come from? Uh, maybe my memory is failing me. Maybe I I supposed to watch the first episode. Uh, not the first. No, the first season. Right before I watched the second season. But yeah, I mean, it's been show, a while. This show could have this show could have done with a refresher. Yeah. Totally forgot about this. I'm not this even dude. gonna lie, refresher would have helped out a lot. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so let's move on, man. Um, anything else about the story that you want to talk about? I think this no, is pretty I'm... great because they highlighted um the the side characters. I love this. Even Shia, who pretty much. It's a lesser monster who pretty much got beat him up every time, I guess. Yeah, now she's a complete Now she's badass. a monster. Oh. Yeah. Even a demon Yeah, they actually did. She was so hyped when they called her a monster. Yeah. I mean, that fight is pretty cool. I love that fight. <laughs> yeah, that was a great fight. Mm-hmm. But though, um, what I want to see in this season is when Hajime get injured or something like that. I want to see Yue goes berserk, you know? But that didn't happen at all. Well, it almost happened. 
uh, it would be great if that happened though. I would really like to see UA becomes Berserk, you know? Yeah, see UA just go like, go full, just go off full tilt. And just mm. like, just start wrecking stuff. Yeah, even in this fight, when UA fight that dude, I don't think that she's going full force with, with him. She's not no, saving she was, she was enough. Yeah, I would like to see the the, the crazy ca- um, side of UA at least. That is what. Yeah, let's I, see I, U. Would... Let's see UA's yandere side. Let's see that. Yeah, I mean, when he got stabbed or or something like that, we saw her smiling, right? I I would like to see that <laughs> throughout throughout the battle. So when she does the um, reversal recovery thingy, mm-hmm. the reverse reverse in, in infliction pain or something like that. Yeah, where he basically just relived all his old wounds. Oh man, that is so great. <laughs> That's top. I would like to see. I would like to see more of that. I would like to see UA just become berserk, okay? <laughs> and yeah, um, favorite scene, man. Favorite scene in this show. Probably my favorite scene is is still the one either when that it's either that one with the reverse uh, reverse recovery, or when he finally delivered the killing blow to the the angel, where he put the pile bunker like straight through her chest. That ending was was worth watching. That slow fight. Yeah, but you said that it is kind of stale because what what is done is using gun and bang 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 bang. Right and. And I, I, again, I fully agree with, I fully understand that, and I still stick by what I said. But it was still a good, like that finale was good. Finding out how, like that's what I missed from the show this season, was figuring out how he was going to win and seeing something cool, some cool trick being pulled out of nowhere. That pile bunker, which we seen in season one, which was difficult, which didn't yeah, really it's get coming a back, baby. It it's came back, back and it came back in a major way. <laughs> it's coming back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't nod to whoever who watched the first season, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, for me though, memorable scene. Um, she has fight, of course, and also in in the um. Uh, in the volcano, when Theos is trying to uh, escape from from the volcano and stuff, <laughs> there's a disclaimer that uh, stated that uh, whenever um I got inflicted with with injury or I feel pain, um it posted all of my stats. Oh yeah. <laughs> they need to put a disclaimer there. <laughs> yeah, that one was something else. But so basically, you just have like the ultimate masochist skill. Yes, and the, the disclaimer doesn't end there. Um, they they end it with uh, it is all Hajime's fault. <laughs> oh my god, they need to put a disclaimer like that in this show. That is so funny. That is so funny, man. No, they they Go. they they did some great stuff with with the jokes in this season, especially like I know, especially like the. One you referenced earlier at the breakfast at the breakfast table, where she's like, "I earned my reward 
He's like, what do you want? He's like, remember that thing you did me the first time we met? And she she starts describing everything in detail, and he's just like, I mean, you need you need to. You want to play that joke, huh? Like you don't play that <laughs> you, joke, you, and then pulled it out. <laughs> no, you need to speci- specify what happened before that. Everyone wants to pretty much um try to fit um Hajime with a spoon or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like he's everyone got, get like, their third. Four of them. Everyone get their third. Mm. And um, right after that, and Kauri uh, enjoyed the the I guess indirect kiss or something something like that with, with the spoon <laughs> or a fork. Yeah, she's being and Kauri. But being you're all right there, there. <laughs> licking the fork like nobody's business over there. Oh my god! And Theo said, "Uh, it is your fault. You never want want to kiss me before, so this is the closest thing that I got. <laughs> you never rewarded me right uh, right after I finished the uh, volcano thingy. So she asked for a reward. She asked for a reward. She asked for the she asked for the that what he the, the thing that he did her before." <laughs> And then yeah. starts describing it, and everyone starts looking at Hajime funny. Hajime is like, "Okay, you want to play that game?" It's like, "Here's the new one. I made it bigger, longer. Thicker, I made it harder, harder thicker, and, and heavier for so you. Terrified. You better prepare." <laughs> she gets so terrified. I mean, he created the thing right in front of her. Oh yeah. And she was like, she instantly regrets her joke, and she's like, I, I, I messed up, I messed up bad, messed up bad. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, that is so funny. And that also, um, yeah, memorable scene. Also, Mew. Oh man, fighting, fighting with oh, Mew. Oh my, that is so cute, sweet. little Mew. Mm. I mean. In this season, we are seeing that Hajime is becoming more human-like. Right after right, he's first... getting he's getting his humanity back. Yes, I, I don't know if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing though. Because oh, we, I was we just saw about him to say less that. Is it savage. good or is it bad? Yeah, we saw him less savage and less cool. I guess in this one, maybe because that is a um, but. Uh, part to blame is that he's becoming more human. That is maybe the reason why the battle is so still, maybe because because he becomes less savage. I don't think so because the problem was the problem was really just the lack of variety in the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like if they had fixed that, it would have been fine. But it was always like, know. how's he gonna finish this? Done. Even we have this scene with with the the teacher, and that is a pretty sweet scene as well, I guess, in my opinion, because he he said that to the teacher that um stay stay being guilty and stay being burdened with your guilt, I guess, so that you can remind me to be more human, I guess, something like that. So yeah, I, I don't know where they are going with this in the next season. But I I think that Hajime's becoming more human is 
going to be bad for for the story. I don't know. I think it's going to end up depend on how we end the whole. Thing. Yeah, when you think story. about it, he pretty much, unless most of his party is pretty much dead or injured or something like that, he will remain like this stale dude, you know? Not 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 that cool and yeah, just being powerful, I guess. But not being cool. I I can see that happening if they didn't take this um seriously, you know. They can go to the happy ending route and make everyone OP and everyone survive this kind of ordeal. Or they can make Hajime's get reminded of his um, suffering and stuff and make him back to become savage though it can go both ways i guess i think they'll definitely go with the savage route yeah uh, if we are going to that route we'll see some casualties along the way no doubt well i mean we've already seen that they're not afraid to do casualties I mean, they are throwaway characters, not the main characters, I guess. Not yet. Well, you, they did. Even they with Kauri, though, even with Kauri, though, it, it was shocking, but they pretty much can revive Kauri's back with a new body and stuff. That is pretty weird. Why? Because they got the spirit magic. They set that up before they even, we even saw her die. All right. Here's a, a question, though. Um, is by using the 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 a new body does kauri um get uh, that body's um experience or magic or something i don't think so i think she gets like better physical skills like abilities like durability and strength and stuff but i don't i don't think it affects like her magic or experience yeah she's a healer though why why need like a well now fully... she's a tanky healer <laughs> I mean, you, we should leave that to Shia, though. We don't need Kauri to do that. Yeah, but Shia's not a healer. I don't know. For me, changing her body right now means... I don't know. She's she's reliable, I guess. She doesn't need protection as much. Maybe she doesn't become a, a dead weight. In the party, maybe. I don't know. Using the, the, the Apostle's body is a little bit weird for me. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, all right. So, least favorite uh, scene in here, man. It's definitely going to be the labyrinth. Which one? The water labyrinth. The water one? Or, or the, yeah. the, the, the mental, mental state one, I guess. Well, that's the same labyrinth. It's a different one, right? No. No, the water the labyrinth is the one where they saw the flashback. They only did three oh, labyrinths. Oh, yeah. At first, it is awesome that because they need to access it with some weird puzzle or something. And yeah. then when they access it and they got attacked by the slime creatures and they split up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, in, in the underground... Um, level, yeah, they were 
tortured with the mental storytelling and stuff yeah um for me though again the fan service i guess uh, <laughs> i don't see the needs um they are pretty much a, a bitch episode in a way when they uh, take yeah. me yeah the volleyball yeah <laughs> i i don't think they need to do that but they need to stick it somehow, somewhere. That was pretty tame, though. Um, yeah, it's pretty tame. I don't know if if plot, you like watch plot, the the, the OVA the, or not. But we have not, that. You know I don't do OVAs. We have the fan service for that one, so we don't need that in, in here, I guess. I mean, even but, in the OVA, it's it's pretty uh, tame. <laughs> so it, if you haven't watched the OVA in the OVA what what's happened is that um they are trading clothes w- with um everyone I guess so UA is wearing um Tio's clothing um Miu is wearing um US clothing um Tio is wearing Miu's clothing a little bit weird. Shia is wearing Kauri's, and Kauri's is wearing Shia's. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, they're doing some weird stuff. <laughs> and also, um, they asked UA to teach everyone how to use magic, I guess. And UA is pretty bad at it. <laughs> bad at teaching? Yeah. That I can see. Yeah, UA is pretty bad at it. Really, really bad. UA cannot teach at all. <laughs> the only one who can understand UA is Kaori. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that is the OVA. So yeah. Alright, so let's get right into the characters, I guess. Alright, man. Um, We have pretty much established who's our favorite characters on the first season, but does it still remain though? Does it still the same? Is it still the same as last season? I don't remember who my favorite character was from last season. You pretty much choose uh, Hajime all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably go with I probably go with Tio this season. Why Tio though? Because like she actually got more of a personality this season. And then one, I go by dragon. Let's keep it real. Um, but also, like seeing her actually get some combat, like some combat in, like was cool. I mean, so, whenever she she got serious, she's really cool. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. So I think all just, that like definitely just ignore the the perverted perverted stuff. And yeah, she's really good. She um combined with Icos can destroy the whole church. <laughs> oh, dude! Even though they, they didn't um 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 they didn't show us the, the the church being destroyed, right? The process of it. No, they, we just, just came back just and telling saw the story. Yeah, just just telling the stories. I would like to see that happen, though. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh, yeah. 
Too bad. Too bad. As for me though, my, my choices still remains. Um, I still choose um UA and Shia this time around. Oh, these two is pretty cool. Pretty cool. I would like to see more from um UA though. But yeah, I've already said um, my wish for that. So yeah. All right. So least favorite character, man. This is different. So yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure maybe... still that same whiny kid from the same dude that whiny dude from the first season that finally got hopefully murked <laughs> this season. You know what? What? What's funny though? Know? That um, the crazy chick is still alive, right? Yeah, she went with the demons. She can easily revive that dude. Only if they got him in time. It was a good couple uh, minutes before. No. It before could happen, though. No. It, it could happen, yeah. He, Not saying he, it can't he happen. Will become, he will become a recurring character in this one. I can see that happening. Just let him die. Oh, no. I, yeah. When I think about it, yeah. She can survive in other ways. Man, it's bad. Yeah, I will go with you though. Um, I hate that guy so much. And I I can like the I I can like that crazy chick though. Maybe that is my thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, we already know you like crazy chicks. <laughs> um, all right. So any other characters? Who is that nun? We don't know Who- yet. They haven't. They like literally even made a point of explaining that they we don't know who she is. Yeah, from the looks of it, um, is she a god apostle or a, a a demon, or a demon herself? I'm gonna guess apostle, but until we uh, until they decide to show us, we're just gonna be shooting in the dark. Yeah, right. Mm, yeah, this is this that is still a mystery. And also, that demon dude also said that he is a apostle of some sort. Does does they have the the same god that they serve? I guess that's what it seemed like. Like there was only one god, and everyone was worshiping the same god, and they just didn't know it. So that makes it even weirder. Then we have that this apostle who clearly like an angel type, I guess. And a, a demon apostle too? Is there a, a, an apostle for every race over there? Couldn't tell you. The show, it, 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of information lacking, and I think that's on purpose for the story. Yeah, yeah. that is for another time, probably. So yeah, <laughs> um, I guess that's it. About, what that's is the so season good. three? Yeah, let's conclude our um, review here. Um, usual question, I guess. Uh, should people go and watch this one? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And who like would this... you recommend re- recommended this to, I guess? Oh, this one? Mm, I'd say at least like level three anime fans. <laughs> level three, yeah. How, how many levels are level there? Two can handle. <laughs> ten. There's always ten. There's always ten. <laughs> There's always ten. So what level are we now? 
Me and you? Yeah. Oof. Me and you, we're at least a level seven or eight. <laughs> we are not ten. We're not in ten. So what no, is level? I think, I think <laughs> level ten, like there's there's some OG anime we've never seen. Of course. There's a lot so, of them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. So I'd probably say yeah. like you have to be versed in all old school anime as well as up to date on all the new stuff, as well as resource material. Oh man, yeah. I will not ever gonna be doing that. I only watch anime and I never touch manga. So yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I will well, always like remain. We're, we're seven, definitely I level guess. we're definitely level eight or nine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you do cosplay, you read manga. Yeah, you you're pretty much in a higher tier than me, I guess. <laughs> so. I was trying to make us more equals, but I'm not saying no. Nah, I'm pretty humble. I will take seven anytime. You also have a collection of figurines and Gundam over there. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Well, that's for another day. Uh, so this is completely so sidetracked that... from, the, from the review. <laughs> So you are probably higher tier than me. I am still level seven. Potentially, potentially. We'll never get up there, man. We'll never get up there. So yeah. I'm purposely staying below the uh, the level nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? Um, go merit like a cosplayer or something, and you you get yourself a ten. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so um, pretty much we recommend this to a beginner level. Um, it is for everyone. Um, just beware of the uh, sex joke in there. If you are not um, a, a fan of that, so um, try to skip that episode, I guess. Do some research and read beforehand. Other than that, this has a good story in there. Um, good character development. Um amazing scene a bit of a lackluster battle in the second season but still they try to highlight everyone in here and yeah overall man this is isekai done done great i guess i love it i love it so i guess that's it um that is the end of our review of ari Foreta from common place to world stronger season two um, if you like what you heard here, please give us a like, give us a follow, and give us a listen. Uh, no, not give us a listen. Give us a rating on whatever platform that you need. <laughs> you listen to this podcast. Been <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give us a rating on whatever platform that you listen to this podcast on. Um, for our Fung FM. Um, next week, what are we going to watch next, Shannon? I don't know why this one's on my list, but oh no, we are not. Wait, that's the seventy-two episodes. No, no, no. Oh, perfect. No, no, no. It's Crunchyroll, so they've listed the number of episodes across all translations instead of just how many episodes in a season. Why? Weird. Um, Again, Crunchymation. Uh, so, <laughs> Crunchymation, man. Crunchymation. Oh, no. All right, so we're going to be doing Battle Game in five seconds. What? Battle Game and what? It's called Battle Game in five seconds. In five seconds? That's the name of the show. Um, is that new? Last season or something like that? Uh, I want to say last season, probably. Okay. The title is kind of weird. I never heard it before, so yeah. 
so we are going to watch that um other than that um if you have any comment or suggestion regarding our show or any of our future shows uh, you can hit us up on the interweb where can people find us on the interweb channel uh, you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at shiitake podcast or if you want to shoot us an email head us up at shiitake podcast at gmail.com and with that being said let's end the podcast like usual i guess um so man that mermaid uh pretty hot that mom pretty hot <laughs> i went to see her in, in hajime's party but um by doing so hajime is probably going to die but yeah um man please be safe and please don't die and you know when you have your own harem especially when it contains a dragonborn and a bunny girl there's always time for a fire man that bunny girl hot hot you know what i'm going to find uh the figurine of shia that is my goal now you know i haven't even looked for one <laughs> i need that my, i need that my statue again mm, yeah probably All right, so I guess that's it. Um, um, let's say it with me now. Um, stucky. Stucky.